Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hey, you guys. So we just prayed before we did this podcast because we understand that right now things are very challenging around the world yeah, um, and in America, um, very, we're, there's a very somber time for many. Um, but I just want to encourage you. I hope that this podcast is exhorting. I hope that it's, um, encouraging, uplifting. We are going to talk today about taking few opinions, but you do need to take the right few. See, there's so many people that want to give advice. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard uh, to get the right advice and to know when to choose who to actually truly take an opinion from. And uh, we're in an age where more than ever, we need to have wise counsel. Yeah. Super important. It's true. And at the same time, we also are in an age where there is basically counsel and persuasion and manipulation happening all over social media. <laughs> well, and so yeah. you, so to discern yeah. what, wisely what next steps should be in certain things, what to participate in, what not to participate in, um, what to believe, what not to believe. There's plenty of There's foolishness disguised as wisdom. There's yeah. everybody wants to give an opinion and there's plenty of ways to give an opinion. I actually yeah. think that's amazing that we all have uh, the ability to have such a voice. But with so many voices, with so much noise, we have to be even more wise and understand how to select the right stuff. That's right. And so you guys, our last podcast, I hope you took advantage of it. It was critical thinking in an uncertain world. And we cover some really important questions to ask. Um, Six keys, actually. And we talk really um, candidly about making sure that you're not... Uh, focusing or making your decisions through a biased opinion or a worldview that's tainted, but a biblical one, because we're Christians. If you're listening, you're most likely a Christian. And there's just so much good truth in that podcast that we really hope that you would listen to that along with this. This is um, the other side of critical thinking to be able to make decisions in an uncertain world is who do you seek wisdom from, right? Who yeah. do you take opinions from? So it says take few opinions, but do take the right few, which is what we are titling today's podcast. And um, we just want to encourage you guys because God's word tells us to seek wisdom. He does. He does. And so we're going to dive in. And we just thank you for being part of the mm-hmm. One Million Legacies movement. It's incredible. I think the podcast is close to 600,000 downloads since it started wow. just a year and a half ago or so Mm -hmm. and uh the parenting mentor program fills up every time every six Mm -hmm. weeks and the homeschooling blueprint we're just getting so much feedback from that Mm -hmm. and the postpartum course in the book it's just (laughs) really amazing how god is using all these things we thank you and uh if you wouldn't mind giving us a review on itunes or wherever you listen that'd be great uh five star just takes a tap and it really helps the algorithms Mm -hmm. get the movement out there so we sure appreciate that Mm -hmm. so there are a few ways to dive in there are a few ways that god encourages and um, 
he he gives us guidance in his word on yeah. what is the best way to seek wisdom. And there are two main best ways to seek wisdom. One is by reading the word and one is by getting wise counsel Amen. from people. So you let's, have some scripture. Yeah, let's hear what the word says in James 3.17. Um, and um, oh, it's so funny. Let's talk about Bibles for a second. When you're not reading your own Bible, it is immensely hard. Oh, yeah. We're using my Bible today so and much, I have all the tabs. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, the mm. fruit of the righteous is sown in the peace by those who make peace. I love that. So this yeah. is um, a, a great word to encourage you in seeking wisdom from the word of God, from the Holy Bible, the unchanging, infallible word of God, right? Yeah. Amen. And one of the things that stay, stands out to me, I mean, obviously we could go line by line with this, but it says here without partiality and without hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the that's actually one part that can be dangerous in taking advice from humans is that there's can be biases. Partiality is biases. Oh, there yeah. can be hypocrisy, someone yeah. giving you advice that they themselves would never actually take. That's why I've always, even in my younger years, I've always told people, I used to mentor literally hundreds, sometimes thousands of people when I would give a speech in front of people. Um, and I'd always say, take few opinions because you know a lot of times they're agenda driven and people don't even realize that their advice is agenda driven mm -hmm. whether it's through competition or other things and so you're really looking for that pure wisdom you can trust and we'll talk about how to get that yeah another aspect that's really important is seeking wise counsel right yeah. and so a lot of times people think oh wow okay what is that supposed to look like today right because um when you grow up and you become an adult and you start adulting you mm -hmm. have to make decisions and sometimes those decisions can be really hard um and one of the things that we have always done is we've always looked to what other people are doing we're very observant yeah and we're quick to go okay that had that result we're not going to do that mm -hmm. oh look at how that turned out for them hmm, maybe we should pray about that right yeah but we have also sought out counsel from people um both people who we just thought had fruit in their lives that maybe were not our mentors. Yeah. But also we have sought counsel, regular counsel from mentors, which yeah. is two different things that we're going to talk about today. Um, and so I just thought that it would be kind of cool to share a little bit about sure. um, yeah. the, the importance of seeking wise counsel. Yeah. So obviously we've shared on the podcast that we've been in a lot of different scenarios mm -hmm. where... We have needed counsel yeah. from other people. And you guys, this is um, this is something that takes humility. It really does. And <laughs> to boy, actually ask boy, for that was, counsel. That was one of the hardest things for me to do. I would say all the way up until I was like 39. Uh, it was very, very hard yeah, for me to... Yeah, that's probably true for you. <laughs> to, uh, to ask people for help and to ask their advice. I'm now, really proud of you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah, well, hey... I, I will give myself a little bit of credit. I did have a mentor in my younger years. Yeah, But that's part true. of that was I married this really brilliant uh, wife that had a lot of Bible knowledge and I was a new Christian. <laughs> so I really needed an older guy that really knocked some sense into me. You're but so funny. Anyways, that was another story. Yeah. So I want to share a scripture with you that, that's from Luke chapter 21, verse 15. It says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is a, um, this is, Jesus is talking about end times actually, which is interesting because we're in un- we're in uncertain times. That's what this passage of scripture is talking about. Okay, yeah. teacher, when will these things be? And it goes down and it says that he will give you a mouth and wisdom which your adversaries will not be able to contradict and resist. When I think about that, the wisdom that he gives us is obviously the ability to recall or remember the wisdom that's in the word. Yeah. Another aspect of this is the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Holy Spirit, which is the helper. The helper helps us make yeah. wise decisions, right? Like, for example, if you you have two paths and you're like, which one do I go down? You may notice things if you start examining that you wouldn't see if you were just quick to act in your flesh, right? Yeah. I think, so. too, and that scripture is so good because uh, the, the enemy is scheming against you. And the more you're yeah, pressing you forward for the kingdom of God to mm-hmm. really... Uh, glorify God with your life and share the gospel and teach people the good news and so forth, the more the enemy hates that and doesn't want you to succeed. And so sometimes it's really, I've seen this so many times when I'm pressing closest to God um, and dealing with a challenge or the enemy's schemes coming at me, it's sometimes the actions you take are really different looking to people Mm -hmm. around you, but it throws the enemy off. Right, because he, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> and you can't get that by yourself. You need the Holy Spirit, uh, and you need sometimes to run it by someone you trust. Right. And so we're going to talk about um, some important key, um, I guess, ideas or tips on how to figure out who to run things by. Yeah. Because in today's society, there's just tons of opinions coming at you yeah. all the time. And um, before we jump into our six main reasons here because we actually yeah. have six reasons for mm-hmm. you or six tips for you guys yeah. um there's one aspect of seeking wisdom that i think is really important and it's it's a biblical concept it's in james 119 i'm just going to read it real quick it says so then my beloved brethren let every man be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath one translation says and slow to become angry it doesn't say not become angry it says to be slow to it yeah. right which means that we do sometimes you know another passage of scripture says in your anger do not sin right mm-hmm. and so i mean this is very relevant to what we're even watching happening around the country today right yeah. and regarding sin and being quick and and i think that when it comes to getting wisdom into the decisions that we make and how we're participating with our voice even right yeah. on different topics we sometimes need to be slow to speak Mm-hmm. slow to contribute to the noise, right? Yeah. Um, not wanting our words to be noise, um, but slow to speak, watching, being observant, prayerful, fasting, um, not making our decisions hastily and quickly. Yeah. That's what this is saying. It's saying be slow to speak and slow and quick to listen. Be quick to listen and slow to become angry, not just like, you know, jumping in really quick with anger. And I, I think that this is an important wisdom from God's word that we all need to remember. And also we actually need to judge the people that we're getting guidance from. Are they doing these things? Are they doing these things? Mm-hmm. Because if they're not doing these things, we need to be careful. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's so good. So why don't we go through the six things real quick? Okay. So first we're going to go, who do you take advice from that we'll be talking about? mistakes people make then how to differentiate between advice and having a mentor and then we're going to talk about how to choose a mentor and foolishness 
often disguised as wisdom, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about virtual mentors and share some of our story. And we have some um, good encouragements for you guys at the end. And that will launch into next week's podcast. Oh, next week's podcast is going to be an interesting one. We're going to talk about um, how we ended up with eight kids. We're going to talk a little bit about our story um, and the importance of not stereotyping people. Um, And we're going to talk about many different um, things such as like the quiverful movement. We'll talk about a little bit about that and that we are not that. So, yeah. And that has to do with this because uh, it it has to do with getting a mentor and so forth. Right. And just, just we'll be talking about this in this podcast and a little bit later, but um, just understanding that sometimes people do make stereotypes and that impacts who they get advice from. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in. So who to take advice from? First thing you got to do is why? Pray. And Super potentially important. fast, yeah. right? I mean, we were just walking through something really intense and you fasted for three days just to, I mean, I'm you probably wouldn't have shared that. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, to get clarity. Yeah, to get clarity. And I think that it's important that we all practice that with big, big mm-hmm. decisions, such as who we allow to influence us. Because if we're going to somebody for advice, we're going to someone for influence. Yeah. Right. And it's potentially going to impact what decisions we make, what actions we take or not take, things like that. Yeah. So prayer is is essential because we want to be communicating with God. Yeah, absolutely is. And so what do we do when we're trying to figure out if we should take advice from somebody? So we have, um, well, the first thing that we just said was to pray. And mm-hmm. the second thing on our little list here is to test Another way to put this would be to discern. Yep. Um, another word, a lot of Christians don't like this word. Are you ready? Judge. Yeah. So test, discern, and judge before you choose who you're going to take advice from. Now, before from. you go off on the handle in your head and goes, oh, another Ugh. group of judgmental Christians and that kind of thing, uh, we're definitely not judgmental in an extra biblical sense, mm-hmm. but we are judgmental according to what the Bible tells us to do to mm. make good judgments about other believers. Right. But we're not to make judgments about non-believers. That's not our job. Right. In but, fact, there's a scripture. Do you want to share the scripture? Oh, go ahead. That we are gonna, okay. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 12 through 13, actually. And I would encourage you to go back and read this entire chapter, you guys. This is a really important topic because this is something that the church has been deceived on regarding yeah. judgmentalism and judging. It says, for what do I have with judging those who are outside the church? So he's saying, why would you even bother with that? That's not what like we're supposed to. Like they're not saved. You sh- that's not your job. You can't judge someone's heart. That's not what it is. Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. Yeah. So it's important to discern. Really, this is a, a discernment act right here, mm-hmm. which is you're discerning amongst other Christians who is worthy and good and safe, rather, to get advice from Mm -hmm. and that's based on a lot of things but one of them is fruitfulness true yes and that's one of the things that we're talking about when it comes to testing and judging you want to be able to look at the fruit and before we 
go any further on this topic, I really want to share the Ephesians 5 scripture that we were talking about because right now this is in regards to the uncertain times and trying to find people who are wise to get advice from. And I just, you shared this scripture with me and I was like, that's perfect. Um, it's in Ephesians 5 chapter 15. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So it's like, be aware, look around circumspectively. And then it says, do not be unwise. We're talking about seeking wisdom, right? Do yeah. not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. It's also, you know, if we have too much time on our hands, which I think maybe COVID mm -hmm. might've created that for a good portion mm, of that's people. A, good point. a lot of time on our hands mm -hmm. isn't good actually it's redeeming the time mm -hmm. it's talking about mm -hmm. which is super important yeah so that could be part of the mess our country's in right now right and so when it comes to fruit the fruit that we're talking about that's important to judge is like for example let's just we're courageous parenting so let's say you're looking for advice in parenting mm -hmm. what is what is a good example of how you would judge the fruit you would look at someone's children yeah. and go, do I want my kids to be like that? Yeah. And if you can say yes, then maybe that's a good person to go talk to and get advice from on parenting, yeah. right? Um, and if you look at the kids and you go, whoa, I do not want that, mm -hmm. then maybe you're a little bit more hesitant to take advice from them. Yeah. And I, I would say that that is a really, for us, I'm just being honest, that has been one of the first most things that we have always looked at because the Bible warns us. Yeah. Do we want our kids to be like the person we're learning from? Do we want our marriage mm -hmm. to be like the person we're thinking about learning from? Do we yeah. want our financial situation to be like the person right. we're learning from? A disciple learns from his from the teacher, right? And yeah. so um, we need to model that ourselves for our kids so that our kids don't choose unwise people to watch and follow, yeah. right? Super important. And you can only tell the fruit over a long period of time. You've heard us talk about the vineyard before, but mm -hmm. it takes seven years to get to the best fruit. So to really understand yeah. a vineyard, that's a seven-year process to get to know the the how it's going to be and what kind of fruit it's going to bear and what kind of wine that actually makes the end product and mm -hmm. whether you know it's great or just good. And so it takes time walking with people to really know the fruit. That's why it's so important we are in fellowship with people mm -hmm. so we can understand the fruit and we're careful who we ask. So right here in Matthew 7, uh, starting in 16, it says, you will know them by their mm -hmm. fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Obviously not, right? Okay. <laughs> Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. It's kind of simple, isn't it? A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Mm, that's right. And so it's really important that we are honest. We take the rose tinted glasses off and we are, we're judging actually, because obviously we're not going to go and get biblical wisdom from someone who's not a Christian, right? right. And so you have to make the, a judgment. Right. There. So you make a judgment and you go, oh yeah, that's not wise. And then if you are going to go to Christians because you're a Christian, you're going to go to a Christian to get advice. What does the Bible say? Judge. Yeah. It says to judge it and it says to look at the fruit. Now let's just, so we have some context here. What are we supposed to do to our neighbor? We're supposed to love, love our neighbor. 
as okay. ourself. So this isn't making judgments not in love. This isn't doing something mm-hmm. to someone. This is being discerning in yeah. who we get wisdom from. Can you still love good. somebody that you've made a judgment that is maybe oh, not yeah. good to learn from? Right. Absolutely. We're called to. Yeah. And also to be walking with people in grace in yeah. the sense of like, hey, I could you can relate, put yourself in their shoes for a moment as best as possible, have some perspective and go, you know what, they can be a friend, yeah. but maybe not somebody that I'm going to take advice on. So that's yeah. the context of what we're talking about this. So let's not take mm-hmm. us out of context because yep. we're teaching you how to really mm-hmm. look at who you can get good wisdom from, which is yeah. important. Yeah. So the next thing that we wanted to share with you guys, what that's important to test and judge, there are three or four good questions. No. Okay. So we're just going to rattle these off. What do they have to gain or lose? Right? So for example, you go to somebody for advice mm-hmm. and it that advice for the thing that you're asking for is going to potentially have impact on them. Mm-hmm. Do they have something to gain by your decision that you're asking about? Or do they have something to lose because of the decision that you could make? Because it's probably not a good idea to put that on them, to it's, be honest, because yeah. most people are self-preserving and they would make a decision that's going to be self-preserving and get either gain them or help them. It's to not hard lose to something. trust that, isn't it? When somebody yeah. could gain or lose by the decisions you make. And when you're asking for advice, it is really, that makes it really difficult. Maybe even, you know, not, not a good thing on either side. So. It's not wise. And I think that it's unfair to put friendships in that situation. So that's an important question that you need to test. Yeah. What do they have to gain or lose? If I was to go and ask them this, the next one is, are they biblical? Yeah. Right. Do they live biblically? So you're going to ask that question. You're going to test that question and go, well, you know what? In this situation, they actually, they, they, you know, I mean, they were human. Maybe they weren't perfect, but They were trying really hard to be biblical, and I really admired the process that they walked through that trial, right? So you test that. You go, are they biblical? Yes, right? Do they go to the scripture and have an answer in scripture for why they believe what they believe? If they do, that's great. Another thing is, are they biased or Mm. are they objective? Are they able to put themselves out of it? Are they able to put their love uh, for you even out of it, right? Like I, I just think of myself as a mom. Um, and wanting to protect and love my kids. And if they were to come and say, hey, mom, should I go skydiving? My advice would be, uh, no, because I don't want them to get hurt. So if I don't have the ability to be objective, I'm probably not the best person to get advice from on that for my kid, right? right? And so I just think that when we're making decisions, we have to ask that question, are they able to be objective and Here, give real wisdom? And here's something to that is they have to know you well enough and long enough to not be biased because mm-hmm. we all have first impressions and we all have some element of stereotyping mm-hmm. other people based on life decisions they've made that you can see from a distance. Mm-hmm. But until you really get to know somebody, you don't really know them and you can't really give good advice and wisdom to somebody unless you really know them. And it's hard to receive it unless you know that you're known. I mean, this actually brings something else up to mind. A lot of times human nature, and this is just because we've studied human behavior, right? Human behavior is self-preserving. We've said this multiple times in podcasts. But one way it's self-preserving, Isaac, is that sometimes people will give advice 
that is in alignment with the decision they made maybe five or 10 years ago to, to reinforce just it. to reinforce, to justify, to make them feel better that they made this decision. And in reality, it might not be the best decision for that person. Yeah. It might not have even been the best decision for them. And so we have to be able to go, hey, have they stereotyped me? Have I stereotyped them? We have to be objective about that before we even, we have to test it. It's just yeah. something we have to test, okay? And then the last thing you need to test is, do they want what's best for me? Or or, or do they want what's best for them? Is it a competitive spirit yeah. in there? And this is where age, I believe, is important in comparison to your age. Um, because mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. longer someone has walked through life, the better. There is a, at least... I don't know if this is a, a male female thing or not. You'd be the judge of this, but I have found that a lot of us are striving in our younger years and have a little more competitive nature, or it's a little bit harder to curb that uh, subconscious competitive mm -hmm. nature or the ability to separate ourselves from, from our situation mm -hmm. and totally listen to somebody and give that people can for sure. But I find the, the further along someone is the more experienced they are in life the more they've kind of like, they've been punched in the face a few times with things in life. And and they're not trying to puff themselves up. And they're not right? trying to puff themselves up anymore. Yeah. And they're not concerned about how mm -hmm. they look to you. Yeah. Because they've already kind yeah. of won and lost enough things enough yeah. times to where they're like kind of over it. They're kind of like, okay, I don't need to like prove who I am anymore. I am who God made me. And you can take it or leave it, but here I'm going to give you this objective advice. Right, exactly. The other thing that's really good about that too is that oftentimes people who are older um, have been humbled enough to where they're, they they don't really care about trying to protect their pride to the point where they're willing to actually share the mistakes they've made. That's really the best way to learn. Yeah. I mean, my, the, my favorite mentors or my favorite times with people that I was being mentored by was those people that were actually sharing their mistakes with me. Yeah. That is the best wisdom. And I would hope that you guys would hear that, find that with us as we're virtual mentors of yeah. you here through the podcast. Um, but the reality is we know that we, we make mistakes at times and we're totally willing to share those with you guys. And we do often share about our failings, right? But, you know, sometimes when you go to somebody who's younger, they don't want to share that. They want to come across as they've done it all right because yeah, they right. think that validates yeah. them as being more qualified to give advice. <laughs> it reminds me of when we were moving from Portland to Central Oregon six years ago. And you reminded me of this re recently. Six years ago, we moved from Portland to Central Oregon. And, uh, uh, and, I, didn't, and yeah. I didn't want to ask anybody to help us move. Oh, yeah. And we were moving from the big vineyard property. It was so three much work, hours you guys. over a mountain range to central Oregon. And here I am. And our kids were quite a bit younger. I mean, the muscles on the boys was less. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Austin was like, yeah, he was 11 years yeah. old. <laughs> and I just remember, and, and uh, you really worked me to ask mm -hmm. somebody. And then I got three friends to come mm -hmm. and help. And it really wasn't enough. But it was very nice of them. It was so much better than it would have been. It was so much babe. better than it would have. Yeah. But it just it just reminded me of that my resistance mm -hmm. to getting help for my first thirty nine years. Yeah, you hadn't really been humbled very much in that yet at that point. Yeah, that was and that was uh, that was harder for me because I really needed help. 
Yeah. I really needed help because you were coming over here. So you guys, in a few months from now, we'll have our six-year anniversary to having moved. But um, at this point, we literally, you should have, I'm just doing a little side story here. We literally would put all the kids in the RV and we would drive here to Central Oregon. We'd drive four hours yeah. and we'd stay in an RV park and then we'd get in our Suburban. We'd go looking for a house to rent and then we'd go back and we'd have to work super hard on the vineyard. We had our house on the market, so it had to be show ready. We had, and we had six a startup, kids. We had a startup company with quite a few employees. and We had six kids. Oh. Isaac would stay here. I would work on the vineyard with the kids at home and try to keep the house perfect. To Talk be about shown. testing our marriage. <gasps> that was a hard, and it took us six months to move here. Yeah. It took us a really long time. Anyways, so back to it. We can all learn from our sex. So that was an example. It's mm-hmm. just that you, doesn't your trust go up when you're talking to somebody that is mentoring you or you want wisdom from and they teach you from their mistakes? Mm. That yeah. is a good sign. So I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Yeah. Okay, you guys. So we have a few more little points under who to take advice from. The next one is take all advice with a grain of salt. Mm. And what we mean by that is that somebody might give advice that has worked for them, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And so you have to take it and then still pray about it, still take it to the Lord, still communicate with your oh, spouse yeah. about it, still like don't do anything unless you guys are in alignment. I know this is stuff that we didn't write down, but these are just like tips for yeah. making decisions, right? Um, but but please take all advice with a grain of salt because your family's different, you're different, your marriage is different, your circumstances are different. plan for your family. And it's not going to look just like somebody else's family and family size and what you're doing and all these things. We can all be biblical and on some different journeys. Mm -hmm. The next point is to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is so, so important because if you don't, you're going to be potentially listening to your flesh. Oh, yeah. Here's a scripture on that, Isaiah Isaiah 11, 2, which is the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of Mm -hmm. counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. That is that good kind of fear where you respect God in your life and understand his authority in your life Mm -hmm. and the power God truly has. And we want his help. Don't we want his protection, his help, his wisdom, Mm -hmm. all these things? Well, guess what? One of the ways he imparts wisdom is through other believers. Mm -hmm. So another thing that is really important, and this kind of goes along with taking all advice with a grain of salt, but we wanted to make it a separate point because there's a certain type of person out there that is like, this way, my way or the highway or this, their advice, they think their advice is the only way and it is the best advice. And if you don't do it, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Right. And can I just say to be, you have to test that you have to judge it because not all advice is cookie cutter. It doesn't, not all advice works across the board with families, with parenting, with marriage, with circumstances, with consequences, with situations. There are so many factors when it comes to these things. And so finding someone who is truly going to, they are actually going to listen to the Holy Spirit. They're going to be slow to speak, quick to listen when you come to them. And they're going to be slow to become angry. Hopefully they don't become angry if you're going to them yeah. for wisdom. But but truly those principles of like when you're going to somebody, are they slow to give advice? Are mm-hmm. they or are they quick to listen? Are they biblical? Are they going to go, you know what? Let me pray about this. Or maybe they already know and they go, well, off the top of my head, I would say this and this. 
but let me pray about it and get back to you. Or I could also see this working. I'll be praying for you. How about we pray together? Like that's the type of person you take advice from, right? Where they're actually exhibiting all of these things that we've been talking about. And they're not just giving cookie cutter advice to all the same, like to all people, right? And as going, oh, well, I learned this and everybody should do it this way. Like that's the cookie cutter advice that is not, that you don't want to go to one of those type of people. Here's the advice I think works, but you should be praying and asking God if that's the right thing for you to do. Right. There should be some of that in the advice and uh, because it definitely isn't all cookie cutter. That's right. And then test the advice. So once you have uh, gone and found someone to get advice from mm-hmm. and you get advice, you have to test that advice then. So here yeah. we've just been talking about testing, discerning, judging who you get advice from. But now that you get advice, you also have to test it again against the Bible Is it and biblical? in prayer with your spouse and making a decision together and going to them for wisdom. And another thing too, sometimes we don't like the advice we get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's good because sometimes getting advice from somebody is exposing weaknesses in our own paradigm, the way we view things. That's true. And then we go to the Bible and say, is this biblical? And then the Bible validates it. Mm-hmm. Then we have to change. Right. And you're actually going into the next point. So point two in this podcast is mistakes people make. Yeah. And and one of the mistakes people make is not going to people that are going to challenge them. Oh, yeah. Subconsciously, we tend to do this. We want just that perfect person that is has wisdom, but will never expose things that break us out of our comfort zone and cause us to do things we don't want to do, even if they're biblical. Because it's it rubs against our flesh the wrong way, right? So that's yeah. a danger is that you see this in businesses. A lot of times, no, sometimes leaders will put people around them. They call them yes men. <laughs> and, and they're people that will always say yes to their ideas and their initiatives and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's the most dangerous situation in the world. If you have a pilot, there's a reason there's a pilot uh, and a co-pilot. And the reason is, is because the co-pilot is supposed to disagree, not be a yes man, if the pilot is making an error. If the pilot's making an error. If, They're usually yeah, in unity. Usually but, in unity. Yes. But, but that is strong enough. one of the reasons. And yeah. whenever there's wrecks and things like that, usually the co-pilot was a yes man. And so yeah. you don't want that. You want to kind of a co- you want to you want to navigate through life and 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 land in your journey well. And so it's super important to have people around you that are willing to, you know, tell you the hard truth sometimes. Yeah. And you know what? You need to ask them to give you the hard truth. That's right. To to ask the hard questions of people that you know love you. So if you see anything, mm-hmm. if you see this, this, and this, whatever your challenges are, you need to go. These are my challenges. And I want you to hold me accountable to them. And I want you to ask Mm -hmm. me hard questions around them. All of a sudden, Uh, people are like, I don't know if I want to mentor. It actually (laughs) reminds me of the scripture. I'm not sure where it is in Proverbs, but it says a kiss from the enemy is worse than rebuke from a friend. Yeah. And it's important that we recognize that rebuke from a friend is actually going to make us better. Mm -hmm. It's the sharpening of iron, sharpening iron, which is um, also in Proverbs 27. But it's important that we choose the path of growth versus the path of least resistance, which you've talked about many times. So the next point under mistakes people make, so that was the first one, is not choosing people that are going to challenge you. The second one is defensiveness. Well, we have a mechanism in us to tell somebody that has wisdom what is okay to talk to us about and what is not okay to talk about it with us. And 
our mechanism that we use is when they say something that's truthful in an area we don't want them to enter into, we get defensive about it in our conversation. We argue for reasons why they're wrong when there might be some truth there. Mm. So then what does that wise person do? Oh, that's a place that I don't have permission to go. Right. Well, how are you going to get better? Is that a full... One way people do this is to be like, oh, but you don't understand. Like they'll use their circumstance and be like, you were never like married to someone in this profession, right? Or an entrepreneur that's never at home. Your husband's always worked at home. So you can't talk to me about that with my marriage, right? So, Or, you know, those are just many, there are many examples. Or you never had five kids. And there's a sign of something wrong there. One, you have the Mm -hmm. wrong mentor. Because yeah. maybe they aren't giving you good advice or they're not listening and don't really know you. Or two, you don't actually trust the Holy Spirit's working through them and the Holy Spirit yes. is. Yes. And that would be detrimental. And yeah. a lot of times that is the case actually is because they don't have to have all the same circumstances as you. But if the Holy Spirit's working through through them, they're going to tell you things that even if their situation has been different, advice isn't always based on aligned situations. Right. I think that in my younger years, I made that mistake of um, thinking, oh, one day I'll have a real true friend who has my identical life. Like I, I, I laugh now that I, I I would have never said that out loud, but I, I think that my feelings towards the friends that I had, I, I actually believe that subconsciously like, oh, they can't understand because Isaac works so much and their husband's around. I remember or, that. I remember or really, I have all yeah. these kids or they don't get sick when they're pregnant like I do. And like I had I had a lot of those things that were made it really hard for me to go deeper and trust my friends and be exhorted by them because I had a lot of hard things in my life and I viewed them and was like, you don't have anything hard in your life. This isn't fair. And so like as far as them being like, Angie, toughen up or let me help you, I was not willing to hear that actually for a while and then god really humbled me when i was on bed rest <laughs> and so you know you can either learn things the easy way or the hard way isaac always says <laughs> yeah absolutely so there are six points in this episode but it's really a two-part episode and we're going to give you the last one and next week you'll get the other three so differentiate between advice and having a mentor This is a really important one, but before we jump into it, we should share with people about the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program. You want to share about it? Well, you guys, it's been really fun because I don't know if you knew this, but when you join the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program, it's a six-week program that Isaac and I do together, and you get a weekly video with a parenting packet download, and it has a one-hour teaching on different topics that are literally in the order they need to be in for teaching the biblical parenting model that we've been using for 20 years. Um, But we also have this awesome Facebook community where people are actually encouraging one another and answering each other's questions, and we do these Facebook Lives that are not 90 minutes long, 60 minutes Q&A and 30 minutes of, or 60 minutes teaching, 30 minutes Q&A. And so it's just been a really great time to be able to connect with other people. If you're interested in that, you can find out more about it at CourageousParenting.com. I think you should share about it every time. Babe, you did awesome. (laughs) I, I just really love it. It's been awesome to hear the testimonials. This week, I've actually gotten a lot more through the texting. Women have just been sharing with me the stories of fruit that they're seeing in their kids. And it's really, God's just doing something. It's God. It's amazing. I remember the Holy Spirit just prompting us with us as we tirelessly built that thing. It's been exciting. So let's get back into this. So differentiating between getting advice and having a mentor. So I think that this is an important thing because some people don't realize that you can go and get advice from people who are not your mentors. Mm Mm-hmm. 
right? Like you have a perfect example of that. Oh, I mean, there was a time I've talked about this many times, but anybody dealing with financial challenges right now, any, is anybody listening have a business failure? Or unfortunately, maybe a business fire. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that right going now. On right now. And I had a 43 employees, 9,000 square feet of space and all, everything on the line uh, with a company. Well, I had a, a young large family and <laughs> yeah. uh it went out of business and but before, but before it went right out. before it went out of business it was facing imminent danger and i was leveraged to the hilt and uh, a couple of guys that were 10 years younger than me pulled me aside and spent three hours with me and really challenged me and i was i felt so loved at That's that right. moment because they really i could tell cared they weren't my mentors obviously 10 years younger but they were wise people and there were people I knew were reading the Bible and that I could trust. And, and they I, wanted what was best and they for wanted, you they had and nothing, the family. They had nothing to gain from it. They just saw the, yeah. the harm on the family, how many hours I was working, how much weight I was gaining, all the challenges. Yeah. And they told me I really need to stop. And I did. And to the pain of a half a million dollars in debt following me. But God is so good. Sometimes you have to make hard decisions. Mm-hmm. And you just need those wise people, counselors around you, maybe mm-hmm. not even mentors, that just yeah. impart that wisdom to tell you to stop. And I think, I hope that this testimony that, that Isaac is sharing, I hope that this testimony that Isaac was sharing is an encouragement and maybe even a challenge for you if you are having a hard time right now, because the reality is that sometimes we can't see ourselves. And in, in that time, you were in CEO denial yeah. and you couldn't see your situation in the reality of what it was. Absolutely. And you needed outside people to look objectively, which mm-hmm. is one of the things that we talked about testing, um, who loved you, who didn't have a competitive spirit in them because they weren't in the same kind of business, yeah. that were truly for you, that wanted what was best for you and were willing to speak the hard truth in the hardest time Amen. and stand by you. Yeah, faithfully. And you know what, guys, they like Isaac said, they were a decade younger than him. And I say that because God can use anybody. We can learn from anybody of any age. I learned from my kids for crying out loud. And so I think that it's really important. Now, would I call them my mentors? No, there's a difference, right? Like, I'm not going to call my kids my mentor. (laughs) But I think that it's an important thing. So when you're in a tight situation, if there's a younger brother in Christ who seems to just really get business well and you're struggling, go seek him out. You never know. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, But now let's talk about having a mentor. What the different, because we're talking about differentiating between the two. So we talked about going and getting advice because we're talking about getting wisdom, seeking counsel. Well, I like what you've always said. And I've always believed this too, which is at minimum, they've got to be a decade ahead of you. In a season of life, not necessarily an age, because yeah. age doesn't equate to spiritual meaning maturity. The, meaning their kids are even 10 years older. Exactly. Years. Yeah. And for us, I say, when I, I've taught on this for years, you guys, um, when I would teach at mom's groups, I taught on Titus 2 and the importance of seeking someone out. And I was representing the younger generation, yeah. actually. When we first started teaching on this, I was 25 and I would go into the mom's group and be like, hey, I'm the young mom like you. You need to go find an older woman that's 10 to 15 to 20 years older than you or or even more if yeah. you can. And you need to seek them out. It's your responsibility as the young person, right? Don't be waiting for them. How awkward is it for an older person to go, hey, I want to mentor you. That's all wrong. You, that, that seems prideful. You have to pray about it. You have to yes. seek them out and you have to ask them and be willing to be rejected several times, frankly. I mean, that's honestly, happened to me before. Let's be honest. When we were 25, we had 
two small kids. Yeah. Okay. So people that were 10 years older and or 10, not just 10 years older, but because sometimes people have kids late in life, but a 10 years down the road in the season of life, their kids would have been 15, right? Teenage yeah. years, they're super busy. Well, Jim and Annie yep. were our mentors early on. Yep. And he mentored me for 12, 12 years. years. And I would say he's still yeah. a mentor of mine, mm -hmm. even though we, we live different places now and so forth. Yeah. But he was, he had to, wasn't he in his 50s when? Well, yeah, his youngest son was I going was in, into college. I was in my mid-20s. And he had five kids. I was in my mid-20s and he was in his 50s, I think. Yeah, because he's in his 70s now. And his wife, Annie, had mentored me as a young mom. And that was how you guys met. Mm -hmm. So that's how God works, you guys. And. And she had mentored me and I mean, sadly, Annie passed away this yeah. last year. That yeah. was really, um, it was sad for me. Um, she always hold a dear spot in my heart, but you know what? That's why Titus two relationships are so, so important. So yeah, they were actually, I mean, I were 40, they were 30 years older than us yeah. um, and invested in us for a long time in our young parenthood years. And you guys, for us, we saw fruit in their marriage and they were humble and willing to share the mistakes they had made. And the fruit of the spirit was in them. The oh, they joy loved of the Jesus Lord, so much. The yeah. relationships were all rock solid all around them. Everybody love them. them yeah and so at you know at the time we judging those things it was like oh yeah obviously yeah so that that's a really really important thing so there's a difference there might be people that mm -hmm. give you wisdom that you trust and then there's a mentor that stays with you for should be a good long period of time and mm -hmm. that you purposely give permission to speak into your life and yes. that you build that long-term trusting relationship. Now, sometimes you do outgrow mentor relationships True. as well, especially if you have a good mentor, because the whole point of it is that they, as a, I think of this as myself, that people that I would be mentoring yeah. would stand on my shoulders and go farther than I, right? Because they don't have to make the mistakes that I'm sharing with them, yeah. right? And and that is the that is what we would hope for, right? Um, but we need to be careful in choosing our mentor. And I think that the there's a process, right? And so we have this like four-step process in choosing a mentor, um, which is first, same thing as choosing someone who you're going to get advice from. You're going to pray and you're going to fast about it. You're going to look around you and see who has God put in my life is the second thing you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and you're going to judge their fruit. Once you identify someone, you're going to judge their fruit. And then you have to go ask them. I remember being insecure asking Jim. I mean, he was a, a ministry mm -hmm. leader. He seemed to have so many relationships. Did almost, you feel like you were going to be a burden asking him? Well, almost seemed like he had already enough of that going on. Exactly. Probably no That's time exactly right. yeah. to, to, to meet with me. And mm -hmm. I hadn't known him that long. And, you know, we've had some good conversations, but definitely not. Mm -hmm. We weren't super, super close. Uh, and then I prayed and I got the gumption up to ask him, and he taught me a powerful lesson. He goes, you know what? God has been pressing upon my heart to mentor you. But I want you to know I was never going to let you know that. So and you so guys, if, God if had you already prepared if, if you wouldn't have asked, I wouldn't have said yes. Yeah. So I think that it's important to just go out on the limb and ask. The other two things I just want to reiterate, it's super important that you at least have someone that is a decade ahead in your season of life. And, you know, when you're, we're talking to courageous parenting here. So everybody has parents who's listening to this podcast. Yeah. And the reason that's why I'm insisting on this season of life versus age, because the reality is, is, is not 
for you, it's not wise to choose a mentor that has kids younger than you if yeah. you're going to be getting parenting advice. Right. And, that, and you're not going to choose a mentor that has never had kids. Yeah. Right. If you're going to want parenting advice. Sure. Right. Just like you wouldn't choose a mentor for marriage you wouldn't choose someone that's never been married, right? Yeah. And so there are some basics there that, like for us, we think that they're very obvious. I hope that that's an encouragement to you. Maybe it's a confirmation to you on things. Yeah. Um, another little tip that we would like to share with you guys is that you, you don't necessarily want to choose someone as a mentor who has kids that are younger than your own kids. So Because there are people out there who do have kids, yeah. um, but you want someone who is a decade ahead of you, right? Now, next time, we're going to go into the last three of these six points in who to be a mentor, basically, of this mm -hmm. episode. Take few opinions, but do you take the right few? How do you take the right few? And so we're going to go more into how to choose a mentor. We're going to go into foolishness, disguises, wisdom, in virtual mentors and talk a lot about mm -hmm. that. Uh, in the next episode. But any final thoughts, Angie? Well, I just wanted to share with you guys one little resource before we end today, and that's from tinytheologians.com. Oh, so good. Okay, they have these awesome flashcards. We're going to be taking with them, taking them on our RV trip with us, which we're so pumped about. They yeah. even have one um, that is in a little box so that they don't fly around. They're they have so little cool. baggies. They're really quality, and they're like it kind makes of it laminated. easier to be a dad, frankly. Yeah, so like this one is the ABC of God's attributes. There's another one that's the Lord's prayer cards. And if you use the code theology20, you can get 20% off your entire order. We really believe in this company. We really believe in this, these tools. They make it easier to be spiritual leaders in your home, which the wife is a spiritual leader and so is the husband. Yeah. And they're just really handy for super, using with kids. Super so. helpful. Well, hey, until next time, next week is going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to it. Okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.